Discord is at the heart of cross-Atlantic gaming. So today, it's sponsoring us. Come down, join us. Links are in the show notes. Now it's time for Fight For Me. Fight Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 82 of Cross Atlantic Gaming. I'm your host Moose, and joining me this week is my co-host Chocolate Bear. What's up, Bear? Hello, 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 hello. I'm back. Just the two of us, buddy. It is. I've got my candles on, and I've got a glass of wine waiting for you, Moose. You always got to make it weird, dude. I know, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right, I kind of like it. <laughs> what have you been up to, man? Um... Not much. Well, I was away last week. I uh, I right. frequented the Disneyland in France. You went and saw the mouse. I saw the mouse. I got a picture with the mouse. I got a Did picture you... with a tigger as well. Right, a boy. Um, so yeah, very happy. Did you uh, Did you ride the new Ratatouille ride? No, no. So uh, we went we went through. So Disney it had Disneyland, and then it had Disney something studios, or other right? studio that's that's yeah. what i'm looking for and um, the kids were not keen on studio they were uh, not keen at bummer. all yeah not the end of the world we had a look around um and then just went back into disneyland and chilled and bought spent far too much money on rubbish yeah that the children will not play with and yeah just dude at least it wasn't as bad as it it was back in the day they used to make you convert all your money into Disney dollars, like at the front gate, <laughs> and then oh, you had to spend their currency, so you had no idea how, you, how much you were actually spending <laughs> on things. So they, they've come a little, you know, they're not as nasty as they once were. But Well, you know. I'm sure back then they probably didn't put the uh, the plastic, so you couldn't use your uh, your credit cards and your Visa cards and stuff like that. This is uh, this is all in tune for the plastic and to oh, sub to everything that, else. Yeah, the magic band or your pass basically is what everything's linked to. A, a, a little bit, yeah. So all our food was linked to our magic pass and uh, right. But anyway, it's uh, it's by the by. But I played no games while I was away, so I had to cram them all in in the last three or four days to get uh, to speak to about games on today's looks podcast. Like you've been, yeah, looks like you've been busy too. Got that uh, the Star Wars checked off the list, huh? Yes. I, what was it, two weeks ago when Risky mentioned that I was so close to finishing, right. I thought I had to sit down, plowed, I say plowed through it. It sounds like it's a slog, but it's not. Went it through. depends on what mode you're playing on. Because I, I fought that last boss fight that uh, we spoke about before we started the show. And yeah. it took me probably 15 attempts to beat him. D- yeah, you see, I, you've got to go story mode. It's all about the story. You'll find once you... Well, now you're past that boss, mm-hmm. it does ramp up ever so slightly. Okay. There is the last level where you make... You can feel it's the last level. It kind of right. it culminates. You feel everything coming to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's culminating to this, you know climactic period and you go into this level i need to choose my words very carefully you go into this <laughs> yeah, level no spoilers bear so yeah. he's listening i i will um and he'll call me out on it as well um, yeah right I, I you go through and it it's boss after boss after boss and not the the, the stormtroopers feel like you know they've got right boss abilities um yeah there's a they're few all like uh, uh generals or what are they the ones that have the shoulder pads and stuff so they're yeah yeah, so, kill. yeah and there's um i don't know if you know if it was in the previous levels there's the one with the shoulder pads and they've got like um batons mm-hmm. that are glowing purple yep and then there's and a, one in each hand yeah there's one that steps up this is not a spoiler but he's got like a it's hard to explain it's like a big thorax uh-huh. Massive axe and it's purple. Those are tough. Okay. And every time you go into a fight, it's three or four right. guys. You've got one, right? yeah, and you've got the rocket guy. You've got the you know stormtrooper with lasers. Then you've got the um, oh god, I call them like the Endor stormtroopers. You know the ones, the sniper ones. Right. You've got those guys, and then you've got one or two of the ones that are black and they've got those batons. It is so hard, right. so you hard. Don't... 
You don't know where to focus on first, right? Precisely. So you, you kind of, you're like, right, do I go for the guys who've got the range attacks? Mm-hmm. You kind of try to go towards them. You might get stuck on a piece of scenery. They, they, <laughs> right. they literally swarm you. The, the mechanics that they've got just on that level, they manage to surround you. Um, there was one with those big, huge, tall robots. Mm-hmm. He he picked me up, ground-pounded me, threw me to the floor, and then the sniper uh, stormtrooper, they had batons at this point, and he was just batoning me as I bounced up off the floor. Just dribbling you like a basketball, huh? It, precisely. It, um, <laughs> it, it, it was tough. It was really, really hard. It's definitely a Dark Souls Star Wars game if I ever saw one. I, 100%. It is, uh, it, it is hard. Because you know, playing that and then uh, trying to play Sekiro at the same time, I don't know if I'm just a glutton for punishment or what, but I, I went ahead and shipped Sekiro up to Risky, and I think he can concur. He messaged me today. He said, you weren't joking about pack your patience with this game. It's, see, that's a game. I, I, I found it difficult with Star Wars. I don't think right. I can try Sekiro. I don't think I could try Dark Souls. I am not someone who is decent enough to block a combo and then... F- to kind of launch my attack right I, through Star that Wars. That parry is key, you know, doing the block at the right exact amount of time to where it, you know, it breaks it, their guard or whatever. That's yeah. key in all those games. Well, you'll find once you get to the last boss, that is all you. That's all you that's can. That's all you can do to hurt them. Uh, yeah, I got gotcha. uh, It it is hard. All right, hard I will be nails. playing the last boss on story mode. Definitely, it's because I was banging my head against the wall against that last boss that I fought. Potentially, you'll cry at the the end of this. <laughs> All right, well, that uh, that sounds like some good news. I'm glad you beat it. That, that's what three or four games you beat this year, yeah? No, that's just in the last few months. Yeah, it's. Um, I think I I don't want to say ten. If I say ten, I think that's aiming far too high. But I've had a very good run of. Uh, knocking out some games this year it's been a good year for the bear thank god yeah well i'm uh i i dove into one of uh the other game of the year contenders um me and risky swap basically hard copies of control and securo so he uh shipped me control and uh bear i don't know i don't care what risky says that is a spooky game so um basically they have it's, it's a lot like i never played senua's sacrifice but i know that you talked about the voices and everything oh this is this is right along the same lines but then they put in some like robot speak and like just gibberish and computer along with it and it scares the crap out of me very odd i do find that if games manage to nail their audio i can't remember what the actual word is that they use in hellblade but it's it's like audio something or other where they can manage to get the audio to go around your head right yeah the 360 uh, degree sound. precisely yeah um and if it, some some games have done it and nailed it and you just feel so much more immersed into right. into that game and playing with headphones and a half decent set of headphones you, you're you're just sucked into that game like I said, with uh, Hellblade, I was constantly kind of taking my headphones off, looking to see if the kids were crying. Uh-huh. Freaked yeah, hearing voices. Out. Yeah, dude, control is right up that alley. Like, it, you hear voices, you hear whispers, you hear computers talking to you. Because there's, basically, you go to the Bureau of Control, and this is um arbitrary government agency that quote-unquote doesn't exist and basically (laughs) they've taken yeah they took your brother a few years ago and finally you're trying to get to the bottom of things and you've gone to the bureau of control to figure out what's going on once you get inside you know basically the the crap hits the fan and uh a lot of weird things start happening and it's it's almost like the the building's being run by a machine and it, it, it reminds me a lot of uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, if you've ever seen that movie, um, with the, the robot that's, you know, I'm sorry, I can't do that, Michael. Is that his name, Michael? Oh, don't, no, I don't think I've seen that. <clears throat> okay, well, in it, they, uh, they're on a space station, and um, eventually the AI of the space station just takes over everything, and oh, God. The, the, yeah, the crew basically becomes prisoners of the ship. And this is kind of what this this feels like is the building has taken over and you were 
no longer in control of anything and you were just along for the ride and all sorts of crazy things happen. And like Risky said, when he was talking about it, I'm going to have to go back after it and read all these logs and audio files and things that I've found along the way to explain things because I have no idea what's going on, but I play it when I wake up in the mornings, which is for some reason I've been waking up like between four and five in the morning and I try, yeah. And I try to get my kids to sleep till at least six thirty or seven. So I've got a little bit of time there and I I throw some headphones on and I sit in the dark and play that game. And it just scares the crap out of me. Who needs coffee when you have that sort of game to wake you up in the morning? (laughs) Yes. I bet, uh, I bet you need to visit the lavatory after uh, a game or so. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, usually I take care of that beforehand, just to kid, you know, don't have, want to have any accidents. I was thinking that exact <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's a great game. Um, I suggest everybody check it out, especially if it does come to Gabe Pass, like our boy Phil says. But uh, everybody at the dev says no, so we shall see. Um, I'm hoping. I'm hoping next year. I've just got a funny feeling it's going to kind of drop at a strange release time. You're going to have yeah, Sod's Law. It'll be in and around Cyberpunk time. And you'll just be like, oh, well. And I think it kind of came in under the radar, too, because there wasn't a whole lot of talk about it, you know, in front of it. I don't know if they didn't have much marketing budget or they just, you know, a lot of people love their games. They kind of have a, a cult following it with, uh, what is it? Um, Remedy, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, Remedy and the other one. Uh, I can't think of the other one off the top of my head. I had it right there on the tip of my tongue, and now I don't. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Um all those games uh, have a pretty big cult following. So I, I, I didn't see a whole lot out beforehand, but I, I remember when it came out and a lot of podcasts were playing it and saying it's such a great game and, you know, don't miss it. And I didn't, I missed it. So now I'm playing it now and it's a great game. And I think everybody should check it out, especially if it does come to Game Pass. Yeah, no, I definitely so. one I'm going to get if I can. Uh, I'll wait to Game Pass. I think so, it's, uh, you're playing something else that just came to Game Pass, right? You're playing some Reach with some of the people in the community? I did, yeah. So uh, myself, Chester, Supercatrix, and Aimster, we jumped into Reach uh, two days, maybe three days after it launched. Mm-hmm. Um, so we uh, jumped into the campaign. And oh my god, um, trying to remember the story. No idea. I was completely <laughs> you just lost. Shoot things, right? D- yeah, uh, essentially. Um <laughs> My one gripe about the game, or maybe my the gripe about the people I'm playing with, you can uh, you can team kill. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, so you guys were playing multiplayer? You weren't. You weren't no, no, we, we were playing story mode. So you can team kill in story mode. Oh, okay. So there was a few times that uh, a few of us were like, "Whoops, sorry." Sorry. Stealing um, stats. Oh, oh, I see. Friendly yeah, fire is on. Friendly fire. You. Sorry, friendly fire is on. Yes, yeah, so uh, I know I got nailed a few times by Chester. I uh, I definitely got... I'm sure that Amster. was accidental, right? <laughs> yeah, after he laughed and then was teabagging my cold, dead corpse. <laughs> that um, sounds like Chester. <laughs> completely. Um, but, yeah, there, there's certain parts. It's... Uh, it, it's amazing, you like you play a game from way back when, and there's certain parts of the level I could not remember whatsoever, but there were iconic parts of the mission or the levels that I remember that I was like, oh yes, I remember playing this, I remember doing that part, and then you kind of move forward a tiny bit, and you're like, oh, I'm lost, I've got no idea what's happened. Okay. So, yeah, it, it plays well. Um, I noticed that I don't like the way the the default control is so the old uh-huh. halo right control. where you have the white and the black button oh it, it, it's <laughs> dreadful you know but i think oh melee was i think you push the stick in i think melee was or not yeah it, i just it was, yeah i think everybody's was, used to cod controls now and everybody kind of caters to that so most yes. shooter games are in that kind of layout and then halo goes a completely different direction yeah and i think back then it was very much if I remember rightly, I think you had Halo and then COD, and that was kind of roughly the shooters you had at the time. And the contr- right. Halo always had stuck to their their control scheme or their button layout, and that mm-hmm. was that. And it was quite easy to kind of shift through the two. However, I think it was oh god, I can't even remember when. But the shift they they kind of shifted over slightly, didn't they? I think they went to the more traditional 
mechanics. I'm sure it was they went to the traditional mechanics come Halo 4. I'll have to get I back to be you wrong. on that one better. Yes, yeah. I've played all of Halo 1 about 17 times. Because that's like one of two games that I had my freshman year in college on yeah. my Xbox. And um, I haven't played any of the other iterations yet. So I Ooh. plan on loading up the MCC and maybe even just running through it on my computer. So now that's on, uh, you know, it's on with the uh, PC stuff, I may just play it there. And if anyone wants to jump on, let me know. Yeah, uh, I'm sure Chester will jump on. He he, uh, he was loving playing Halo. I th- me and Ames to jumped into some multiplayer, and that was quite rough. Is that crossplay between PC and Xbox? Do you know? I d- I want to say yes, but I I'll can't have to check into that. I can't confirm that. And then um, also, um, I heard on another podcast that people were having to pay like a premium for Reach. Was it complete? Was it included for you, or did you have to pay extra so f- for it? For me, I didn't have to pay anything. I, or okay. I didn't notice that I paid anything. Um, I think Amster mentioned there was like a uh, in English money there was a seven ninety nine charge. Right. Yeah, I um, heard that too, but I haven't actually looked into it yet. I just figured well, yeah. I just download it on my PC and you know not even worry about it. D- yeah, I have. I haven't noticed it. Um, I did. I did struggle trying to get the game loaded up. Um, mm-hmm. and installed but other than that i i didn't pay anything i'll probably <laughs> look back at my my statements and go oh yeah i did get charged Oops. yeah look at that i spent money i didn't know about silly yeah. bear that's so never I, you mind know, when you have a gold a vault full of gold that you swim in daily it's kind of tough to keep track of cha- couch change right well sometimes you know money falls out gold bullions just fly out of the swimming pool it's um yeah it's, did it's you a guys, tough life uh, did you guys pay for a private guide at disney last week uh, we did not, you know what, what we Dude, should I want to do that for. one time. It's so expensive, but you go through all the exits and you get on all the rides like immediately. Oh, and really? They, yeah. And they, they, they can take up to like a party of 12, I think. But I want to say it's like twelve or $1,500 a day on top Ouch. of what your park passes and stuff are. Ooh. So I, um, no, I wish we paid for two rooms. So we, oh, okay. all four of us stayed in one room. One room. And yeah. We're, we're talking about going actually. That was rough next christmas my middle kid will be five and we took the first one when she was five so it's it's time and we're looking at lodging or possibly the cruise line or something like that and i was like we need two rooms we need two rooms yeah yeah we you have to, to have two <laughs> especially as we were next door to some i want to say mediterranean but they were definitely spanish speaking but i don't think uh-huh. they were spanish and oh my god they were loud <laughs> oh flipping out but yeah say lovey Oh, that. well. So I don't know if you've heard, but uh, Season 9 of Destiny 2 is out right now, too. So got some info on that season of The Undying. Are you going to jump into Destiny finally, Bear? No, this is no. not going to. I, I can't. <laughs> no. I'd, no. I did Destiny 1, I'm not, and I didn't even do it that well. I'm not doing... Uh, I can't do Destiny 2. Fair enough. That's true. You You would probably play about 10% of each season and then be on to the next thing right exactly i mean i i know risk is bad for uh for his gaming add but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think i can i can sit long enough to plow through yeah a season pass there's, definitely there's uh i would say i don't know 150 hours to get to max out your season pass um battle pass or whatever they call it and so, how long is that on for What's that, uh, three see. months? Yep, it's uh, December 10th to March 9th, so it's exactly 60 days. That's... I mean, someone's going to say, oh, that's only you know two hours or three hours a day, but that's still... Right. But no, that's like, you know, that's a level a day almost, or you know what I mean? You've got to be on yeah. pace to like 1.25 levels per time, or what is it, 0.75 levels per day or something like that. I'm doing quick math in my head. I could be way off, but it sounds good. <clears throat> and so I'm way behind already. I know Risky and Jesse and Lou and Shopa, um, a few of the Destiny players in our community, they've already all jumped on the season pass, and there was a way to stock up bounties from the last season to give yourself a head start on this season. And I, did, okay. I did none of that, so I'm way behind the curve at this point. Uh, but there's a new season pass. Uh, there's going to be new exotic weapons, new exotic quests, exotic emotes, exotic everything's exotic ghosts finishers among other things um there's a new activity called the sundial it's uh controlled by um war not war mine the other guy osiris okay 
So the guy that came from the first DLC from uh, Destiny 2, he's back from the Curse of Osiris, and he is uh, manipulating time. So <laughs> Destiny's recycling assets, imagine that. Well, it makes it easier for them, doesn't it? Right. But and it, I suppose that gives you more content, though, to, I suppose, play and enjoy. Yeah. So it... It's not terrible. And, you know, it, it brings back some of the, the favorites of, of the old Destiny 1 and 2. So I, I think it's a good you know, jog through time for everybody's memory. And um, also there's a, a new Satan 14 quest line included with this. So there's quite a bit of content. Um, you just got to go dig for it and you got to get grinding. And then uh, I believe tomorrow or today when the podcast come out, it starts the, uh, the Christmas celebration. I forget what they call it. Festival of the Lost, something like that. No, that's the Halloween one. Uh, it's something like that. The, it's the Christmas celebration or the holiday, the winter holiday celebration. I forget what it's called, but it starts tomorrow. So uh, something similar to the Menagerie um, from a few seasons past will be an event that you can play in and earn all sorts of uh, currency to unlock you know, seasonal items. So Destiny should be fun. There, jump in. Yeah, I should do it. it just... <laughs> the, the funny thing with the, like these seasonal items and these Christmas especially especially christmas mm-hmm. your seasonal items are always holiday looking so your santa hats your your christmas looking themes but come past the 25th of december do you really want your your characters looking like santa claus or yep <laughs> dude when i got uh my santa outfit in the division i wore that year round Oh no! You're yeah. that guy. You I are am. that guy. Oh. Pumpkin head in the Santa suit. Call me that guy. <laughs> My favorite holidays all rolled into one. So yeah, but you know, most of your favorite um, games as a service type games have something going on starting this week, going through New Year's. So look for all the fun holiday games and mini games, and you know all that cool content. So it's there. Yeah. Anything else we want to talk about before we move into Game Pass Roulette? No, I think I am good. Alrighty. Well, then let's move on. All right. This month's installment of Game Pass Roulette was Rage 2. So uh, I'll read a little synopsis here, and then we'll go over a little bit of feedback from you, me. A little bit, like, I mean, a tiny bit of feedback from the community. So that kind of tells you about what you're going to hear about this game here coming up. So Rage 2 brings together two studio powerhouses, Avalanche Studios, Masters of Open World Insanity, and id Software, creators of the first-person shooter. They deliver a A carnival of carnage where you can go anywhere, shoot anything, and explode everything. So, um, just reading that, it gives me Far Cry feels. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah, it does feel that kind of, that Far Cry model. Right. So, um, I played, I don't know, probably a good three or four hours of this game intermittently for the last month. And it, it was hard for me to stick to it. You know, I'd play an hour here, hour and a half there, and I just would have no inkling or will or itch to carry on. I didn't find myself enthralled in any sort of story. I didn't care about the NPCs. Um, I don't know about you. You tell me, Bear. It, it gave me playing it kind of Doom, a Doom vibe, that the mm-hmm. way you, you kind of could shoot the guns right it feels like a running gun but it feels a yeah. little bit sluggish to me in the controls it's not like smooth like doom you know no no it, it it's a very unpolished doom type of game um right. you know in this whole i like, i got bored in the first i think the f- do i spoil it has it been out long enough yeah dude, this game's it? terrible yeah. nobody's gonna play it <laughs> okay so um after that first kind of opening, that cutscene that you had where, um, oh God, I can't even think of the dude's name, where he like gets ripped up in half, uh-huh. and then you take his suit, um, and then you watch your, air quotes, mother being uh, killed, right. and then you talk to your, again, air quote sister. What a so, way to start a game, huh? Well, the lead up was brilliant, you know, the, the whole cutscene, it looked fantastic, you sure. were like, oh my God, and then she started talking. Like talking at you, and I was just like, "Oh, 
this is rubbish. Yeah, it's, the, um, the VO works not good. D- yeah, like, it looks visually, it looks good. I, I think you know, I can't complain about that. Like, it's oh, if you look yeah. at comparisons to Rage and then Rage Two, the color palette is so much better. You know, they use vibrant colors as opposed to just a bunch of sepia browns and. So I think they did really well with all that stuff, but um, as far as gameplay, I don't know, man. No, I, I think f- for me, I do. I am a, a very boring type of player. I've said it a million times. I do like that kind of very linear, you know, point uh-huh. me in that direction. The minute the open world or as open soon as they world open stuff that map happen, to you, right? Yeah, I'm a little. I'm a little bit like a headless chicken. I'm kind of like you know, go here, go there. Um, I know listening to when this first came out a podcast that someone was playing you know that he was very much excited by it and it was all about you have to go and grab your abilities before you go and knock down um not safe they're not safe houses but a safe house like outposts right yeah yeah um i did a couple of it just i wasn't excited i wasn't excited right you you find yourself not caring about any of the story or why you're doing any of the missions and they just kind of feel fetch questy to me don't you know what i mean yeah uh, i suppose yeah fetch quest there's nothing unique about the storyline at all no it um, feels like they just took a template of play x video game and literally did not put any of their own stuff into it and just you know thinking about it it reminds me a lot of crackdown 3 where you right. have to go yeah. d- break down the before you go to the boss you have to right. break down his um his, his stranglehold or his area right. to, to weaken him and then go attack him um, yep. and that's mind you i didn't here. go that far but, but yeah but that's it you basically you have three main npcs that you've got to do a multitude of jobs for in order to rank up your rep in order for them to trust you to unlock more of the game and it's just yeah. a giant grind and you just find yourself not caring about any of it yeah I was not sucked in whether it's the fact that we've picked this game at the wrong time of year right with everything were, coming out yeah and this is i suppose that can be the downside to us trying so many games in game pass at the wrong time of month potentially we're picking a game and we we could quite easily say no it's wrong you know we did have star wars we did have the season pass of uh call of duty come out um mm-hmm. but there's just I suppose- all sorts of other games to play right now and then we're just also trying to you know check off as many games as we can to get our game of the year list under our belt so yeah um i don't think those things had an implication on my opinion of the game. Yeah. I hope not. I'm hope I'm being, you know, not. Cri- I'm critiquing it properly, but You're giving it a fair judgment. Sure. Yeah, but for me, I, I was yeah, I was put off. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I'll just go over my notes real quick. Maybe this will spark some ideas from you. But uh, you know, like I said, visually it looks great. The gunplay feels okay, but it's a little sluggish. Uh, it's a big open world map. It feels like Wildlands or Far Cry. That's you know, it basically just feels like they copied one of those games and didn't bring the story along with it. Um, the the missions are boring. The story's boring. Uh, the grind to get your rep up is a slog, and I don't want to do it. Uh, actually, I did look up the ending and. Even if you played, like, it only takes, I think, like, six to eight hours to actually play through the whole game. But I couldn't bring myself to doing it. And the ending is terrible. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, you have to go save your brother. And literally, she gets to the room. Spoilers, if anybody cares. She gets (laughs) to the room and says, I've got you, brother. Throws him over her shoulder. And credits roll. Oh, like it makes, that's a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's just an abrupt, just like, all right, we're out of money, we're out of time, game ends here. Done. <laughs> Studio shut down. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's my, a bit of a... Yeah, the, the last thing is, you know, my note said it just feels like a half-baked game. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't sit well with me, that type of ending. Right. Um, yeah, like I said, I think everything you've said is spot on. It It, it was very... The controls were not polished enough. I, th- I think I vaguely remember it was a bit... Um, I think when you got a couple of powers, it was just a bit awkward to... I'm sure it wasn't easy to use your powers mm-hmm. either. 
it just felt clunky to me. Like you, yeah. you weren't like when you play a shooter, you should be able to smoothly move from target to target. And it just felt like the controls were not responsive or I don't know. It just seemed like there was a delay between what I wanted to happen and what was going on on the screen. And it could have yeah. just been a, a, an issue with my controller, and my Xbox, but I've never experienced that in any other game. So, and the loot drew, do you remember the loot crates and stuff inside one of right. the, um, that was all a bit, I don't know if that was overly explained properly in no, the game. No, none of it's so really it, explained. I had to actually, the first, the very first one where you had to find those, um, the, the purple crates with the purple lids on them. Is I, that the I, one where you press LB or is yeah, that the ones you just smash? You, you, uh, it's the one you push LB on. Okay. And then it's got the little diamond things in it or it's got cash in it or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I literally had to look up the first one on the internet because I had no idea what, nobody explained what these crates were. It just said find three crates. Uh, okay. Yes, that um, that happened to me. I was, I managed to find, I managed to find all of them bar the the special one. Mm-hmm. So you had a special ability. Where well, you then to, that that one you had to activate with a different button. So even yeah. if you found it, you and you stumbled across it, you wouldn't be able to do anything because it, it took a completely different command to activate it. Oh, just uh, not just not, not intuitive. Impressed. Right. And uh, we did get a little bit of feedback from the community. Scottman wrote in real early, um, right when we posted this about um, being our Game Pass game. And he said, uh, I put a couple of hours into Rage 2 when it dropped in Game Pass. And as fun as it, as it is, as responsive as the gunplay is, as good as the game looks, I just can't get past the fact that the driving in this game is atrocious. Possibly the worst in any game I've played in a long, long time. Can't get past it either. Not back, not been back since, and unlikely to. I kept getting the "Why play this when I have Borderlands 3 vibe," which I did, and had way more fun. <laughs> Scottman, so I, I think you know he summed it up too. It's just there's better games to play right now. So <laughs> yeah, it's um... they tried, you know, and I I know what happened here is like this was supposed to be Mad Max 2, so that's where all the story went because they lost that ip so all that they had to scrap all that stuff but they still had to come out with a game so they were like uh we own rage let's just make rage 2 it's just like mad max (laughs) but then they have no story so they just created you know three bs characters and you know like i said put the cookie cutter template onto the video game and here's your game kids when did this i'm gonna quickly look and see when this actually released it released the same time as um Anthem. Oh, really? Yes. Um, oh, 14th of May. So it was a tough... Well, not a tough... It was probably in and around where we didn't get much... Right. Many games for us to play. Um, so it would have... I suppose if we would have hit it in May... Yeah, it, I think Anthem was the game that everybody was playing for the first part of May. And this one just kind of got looked over. I, I, yeah, I couldn't justify the price for it. I didn't, you know, it just didn't look like a $60 game to me. Yeah. So, Ridge 2, let's go around. Um, I'm sure Risky already gave us his uh, hit or miss. What do you think, Ben? Yeah. Oh, big swing and a miss. Big yeah. Big swing and a miss. Me too. We got to find us some good games because so far we've been finding nothing but poopers. Yeah. I, I think it's because we keep trying to hit all the big, I know. big games that are coming in. Well, right. uh, I don't know whose pick it is next. So I think we're just going to come to an agreement, but uh, we're going to take a couple weeks break here just for the holidays because you know everybody's got family and board games and new games that they got for Christmas to play. So nobody's going to want to focus on Game Pass Roulette. So uh, January we'll have a new Game sure. Pass Roulette game. Look forward to it. Yeah, send in suggestions, guys, as well. Yeah, no doubt. If you guys know a game that we can't miss, please let us know. Hmm. And I think that wraps up Game Pass Roulette for the year, Bear. Whoop, whoop. All right, let's get into the news. Risky's going to cut these out. And no, put no, that's together, going in it? for sure. <laughs> uh, mother. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so, quick hits, Bear. So, MLB The Show is coming multi-platform as early as 2021. You heard it right, you- Bear. There was a tweet that Major League Baseball tweeted last week, um, just after we recorded, actually. Uh, they signed a new contract with Sony Interactive, which is kind of like a wah-wah, but they will continue to make the show 
for the foreseeable future, the good news for everyone is that they are developing the title multi-platform for the first time. The show could be out, like you said, as early as 2021 on Xbox. Now, that's a massive gain for every every gamer because... Baseball is such exclusive. a good RPG. Like it, for anybody like that just loves RPG games, baseball is like the ultimate nerd game. It's all about statistics. It's all about you know personal gain, personal. You know, you are a team, but mm-hmm. there's no other sport, team sport that's so focused on individualized stats. Yeah, I'm sure one or two would argue about FIFA, but yeah. I, uh, uh, well, I'm sure anything I say, somebody will argue about FIFA Bear. So. <laughs> But no, no, I understand. I mean, this is uh, this is huge. So it's it's a good it's a good thing for all baseball fans. Yeah, and that means my hands can my hands can stop cramping from the, the straight across thumbsticks finally. <laughs> but yeah, I might sh- even try one of these out. You know, dude, the show is a great game. It is maybe the best sports game created, but it's only on PlayStation. So nobody, well, a lot of people see it, but nobody on Xbox does. No, unless you're one of those uh, two consoles family. Yeah. Look well, at you, Moose. Well, I'm sorry. Take some, take five of your gold coins out of your vault and go buy yourself a PlayStation Bear. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's swiftly jog on. Right, okay. Greg Rice joining Sony Interactive. That's right. He tweeted last week, uh, the former Double Fine VP has accepted a new role as global head of indie accounts. So um, me reading into this just a little bit kind of is what uh, ID at Xbox, same type of deal. They're kind of trying to open up their own division of that and kind of nurture and cultivate indie games from the inside. Yeah, I think this is uh, this is going to be good. I mean, right. games, games on games on games for whatever console you play on is right. a, a brilliant thing and it's only going to help other indie developers. Absolutely. Um, and there's there's you know there's probably hundreds of indie games out there that are so good and nobody knows about and they just need that extra whatever it is to get over the hump and that's exactly what Sony and ID at Xbox are providing at this point. Exactly. I think the only worrying thing potentially will be we may now see indie games exclusive. Well, yeah, yeah um, no doubt. or a lot more exclusivity deals with certain companies, um, mm-hmm. which... Well, that's not so great much exclusivity deals, it's more that they just straight up buy the companies. Well, all, all there's that, right. which again, I suppose that is good, uh, will breed competition. Nah, and I think that, you know, everybody's kind of coming to the agreement that more sales, regardless of what platform is better, because it equals more money, which, you know, just makes more sense in business. Yeah. So I, I get the having competition is good, but being able to share these things across multiple platforms just it's it's good for everybody. It's good for business. It's good for players. You know, now they just need to unlock playability along amongst all consoles, which I think we're getting real close to. So I think we're looking on the precipice of that, definitely. Uh oh, bear. This the next thing in the news. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> Okay, Forza Horizon 4 has a a battle royale. Hey, I heard you getting a little froggy there. I got you, boo. Thank you. (laughs) So uh, as of last, what, Friday, Microsoft and uh, Playground Games dropped their all-new game mode, The Eliminator. It's a battle royale mode which, uh, with up to 72 players compete on the always-shrinking circular map. Players battle head-to-head in a point-to-point races, and winner takes all, and losers go home. It's available for Xbox and PC, and it's a free update for anyone with the game. So, Bear, you need to get out of that uh, that tutorial, buddy. I don't think uh, you can play this without being out of the tutorial. So, I've seen a couple of people play this, um, and I'm never coming out of that tutorial. <laughs> but I don't... So, when I first heard this, uh-huh. I automatically went, well, isn't that racing, theoretically? If you're dead last, doesn't Forza kick you out of the race anyway? It's only in the Eliminator races. They'll let you finish 12. Okay. It it just... I don't know. I mean, people have got hyped for it. It sounds, I guess, exciting? It's a new spin. I'm I'm excited to try it out. Like, you know, the basis of it is you get like a, a 1950s or 1960s Mini Cooper. Everybody starts out with that vehicle. And then you can kind of go around the map and raid different areas for <laughs> different 
like upgrades or different vehicles yeah. as a po- and then you can also if you see somebody else on the map and you get close enough to them to honk your horn it'll immediately put you two in a one-on-one ma- uh, race and it's just some point somewhere else in the center of the map and you've got to race to that whether it be in a straight line with your off-road vehicle or racing on the roads with your ferrari whatever it may be uh the person who wins stays the person who loses go homes and the winner has a choice of either taking um the car that they just beat or um taking a random roll which could be good or bad so say you're a level six car and you beat a level three you have the choice of taking a level three or you could get a random roll and you could have anywhere i believe from i don't think they drop you back down to level one but you could get anywhere from a level two to a level 10 car so, you know, it's a big risk-reward type deal. And um, I don't know. I'll give it a shot for sure. Maybe even it just seemed... on my X Cloud, That might be a good place for it, right? Yeah, definitely. Sitting on the toilet. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking it could be a good community game if we could... Right, uh, if they could do a private server or something like that. Private server, if you can get 72 people in, or if it allows you to do the 72, or even if it allows you to do, you even know, we got like 16, 12 or something. Or, yeah. You know, yeah, something like that, and then you could uh, race around and just, you know, shoot the shoot the breeze with everyone else. It would be uh, would be quite funny. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna check it out for sure. Like I said, and um, maybe we could look into that if they do do some uh, private servers. We could get into a uh, community night of Forza. Maybe not just battle royale, but playing some of the other game modes too. Oh yeah, why not? I'll just you know why to... not, Bear? Yeah, because you're not well, out I'll of the to... tutorial yet. Exactly, I'd have to chug along. Right. You have to sign I'm in gonna... to somebody else's Xbox account. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, right, I'm going to go on to the next story. Uh, Naughty Dog in the giving spirit. Tell me what's happening. This is a pretty cool story. So this is from Instagram. Um, this is from Naughty Dog's Instagram, actually. They said, uh, following our partnership with Limited Run Games for the re-releases of Jack of the Jack series on PS4 over the last year, we're excited to announce that we will be donating all of the money received to several incredible causes. Charities, um, that was the quote that they had on on Instagram, and then I looked up some of these charities. The ones that will benefit are Canines for Warriors, uh, Child's Play, the Surfrider Foundation, LGBT Center of LA, Able Gamers, and it's either Dagger or Dagger. It's Disabled Gamers... Um, reviews so I looked up uh, all these places and they're all really good Um, like you know uh, support animals for wounded warriors Uh, child's play is a um, uh, for disabled um, kids to get them more involved in playing games and stuff Uh, Surfrider Foundation is basically just to preserve and conserve the ocean Uh, LGBT Center of LA is pretty self-explanatory with the, uh, the gay pride stuff uh, Able Gamers and Dagger are both um, have to do with uh, people with disabilities and getting them playing games. Yeah, accessible for all, isn't it? Exactly. All, everyone can play games. Yep. Um, yeah. So, that's a good amazing. story. Make you feel good. Yeah, it definitely gives you in that. Uh, so it was kind of that it, spirit. Yeah, when they when they re-release games, it's almost like free money for the company. So at this point, you know that's 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 good on them to say, you know. This is above and beyond what we in our scope, so let's just donate all this money to charity. Granted, they do get a big uh, tax write-off, but let's not talk about that, right? <laughs> oh, you're so cynical. All um, right. So the video game awards happened. Yes, which sir. I did not watch sir. So did you get caught up on to, them? I I watched a, a few <laughs> bits that were kind of big. I'd say big headlines, headlines that interested me. Right. Um, so they're so long gonna, that's all i can uh, say well yeah i mean four hours for something that shouldn't be four hours is that fair to say right i, I don't mean, think I, so but that's how all award to, shows are right you got your pre-show well, and then you got your three hours of whatever and then everybody goes and gets drunk well i was gonna say you know they are trying to i suppose mimic, mimic the kind of the oscar type massive award show Mm-hmm. That's Here exactly is, what just... Jeff Keighley's trying to do. He's and, and I think he's doing a great job of it. You know, he's video games are becoming a for and you know becoming a force in the forefront of entertainment. And he's just saying this is our place. He's staking the claim. You know, for gamers. So mm. as much as I don't like award shows, I think it's necessary. I think it highlights 
right. highlights the industry, which is brilliant. Exactly. Um, and it lets everybody go out and celebrate for a year's worth of hard work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, see, the thing, I, the bugbear I've got, so I watched um, watched a YouTube video and they were going through what was happening and he timed at certain points of the show how he rattled off very yeah. easily yeah. three awards. In and about 45 seconds time. Precisely. And potentially they could have been quite big kind of uh, categories. You sure. know, I think one was the Mad Mickelson. Yeah, uh, for, for best, best performance in death. Yeah, in Death Stranding, mm-hmm. and that was kind of just reeled off as if it was like, yeah, I went to that coffee shop yesterday, and that was it. And right, kind Good of job, moved dude. on, as opposed to highlighting, hey, we've got this actor who is in so many movies and is quite a big actor, and his performance in this was amazing. But it just kind of, I think he reeled off three or four, one after the other, with no. Substance, is maybe I'm, the word. That's a good segue, Bear, because I'm about to rattle off a few with no substance here. <laughs> All right, I'll, Take I'll just it. yeah, I'll just highlight a few of them. I'm not going to name every winner here, but uh, best art direction is Control, which you know I can agree with. Uh, Disco Elysium won, I want to say three or four awards, and that's a game I'm, I'm not aware of, but I, it's definitely on my radar now. How about you? So I checked the uh, YouTube video of it, and it. It's a story based, like a bunch story of based and dialogue top, game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tabletop. No, um, it's your isometric view, Bear. That's not what it said in the trailer, but yes, it is an isometric view. Is it a um, roguelike? But it, I'll pass. I know it. Um, what about a Metroid? It changes. Yeah. So it changes every time you load it up. I was just um, uh, checking the boxes for our listeners at home. As long as they don't ask me how to spell them, we're fine. Um, but yeah, it, it really looks pretty cool. It, it gives me... It, you're some sort of detective trying to uncover something um, from what I can remember from the YouTube video. But it looks really, really good and really kind of thought-provoking. I think it's PC only, as far as I'm aware. Okay. Um, but yeah, it looks, looks pretty cool and, you know, got a D&D vibe to it as well. Right. Okay, and I think um, Death Stranding won two, but surprisingly enough, it did not win Game of the Year. That award went to uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Tri- Twice, which is a game Bear will never see. Yeah, I won't see it. <laughs> Pretty much. Never. Dude, that game's so hard. There's no difficulty level. Like, it's all just hard as balls. Yeah, I don't play hard as ball games. <laughs> so, uh, just a couple more. Uh, best Family Game, Luigi's Mansion. Uh, best Sports a Racing Game, which I thought was a little bit odd, was Crash Team Racing. Um, I thought they were both better sports and racing games, but yeah. that's just my opinion. Because Crash was essentially just a remake of the PlayStation it, original. Yeah, it's very strange. I mean, like we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, how Star Wars was not in it. Right, yeah, that's but, true. Uh, because they missed the cut Pokemon off. Pokemon wasn't anywhere either. So, so. Uh, I don't know how they... I don't know the criterias they, they give... Um, so yeah, it's just but I'm just happy that uh, first of all, why the hell was Jump Force even nominated for best fighting game? Was there that few of fighting games out that it just had to be listed? Because <laughs> that game is not good at all. Or that they were potentially didn't want to put another Street Fighter. But in that category, Smash won, which came out last year. So I don't understand. It'd be interesting to know when I'm sure Smash came out around November time, so it would just show that they keep moving the goalposts right. on game releases. So um, you, you can look at uh, any of your favorite video game websites for all the winners of the video game awards, um, or you can catch the whole stream on YouTube if you've got four hours of your life to waste. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they but did also, have a bunch of world premieres that are worth oh, uh, checking out. J- just the trailers. I was just about to say world premiere perfect bear so i'll just name off a few of the world premieres and you guys can go check out trailers or uh, websites if you like so no more heroes 3 i believe is coming to the switch uh godfall looked like a pretty cool game uh not much out about it bravely default 2 is an rpg i believe on the switch as well that's got a big following as far as the first one um prologue don't know much about that one sons of the forest um do you do you remember that one bear 
No idea. No, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, I'll have to look these up again. But they didn't stick out in my mind, so it tells you that much. Then we've got uh, Sinua's Saga Hellblade 2. Our very oh. first Xbox next-gen preview is what we Did saw. You, have you seen the side-by-side of uh, Hellblade 1 and... Two. Number two. No, I haven't. Just send you. Oh my god! I'll um, I'll find a picture and drop it in Discord. Yeah, definitely post it the, in gaming. The difference in the two kind of textures and how how real the second one looks is hands down. You'd look, and th- this definitely shows the next generation of right. of console with and all this, the ray that, tracing and. You know, all oh, the bells and whistles. It looks like and this was supposedly in-game engine footage. Right. And it looks like it's a, a video camera. Yeah. A 4K video camera. Oh, so good. So good. So, with that being said, they also unveiled the Xbox Series X. So, we got our name. We got our pictures. We got what it looks like. Uh, what do you think, Bear? I did. I'm a little bit put off by the way it looks. It looks like a computer uh, tower. Yeah. Um, if we're all totally honest, we have all been accustomed to our consoles looking a certain way. Right. Ever since the yes. Nintendo came out, they've all kind of looked the same, right? Yeah. Okay. You you can argue, oh, the GameCube was slightly different. Yes, it was. That's fine. Um, you know, and other models were just ever so di- slightly different. Um, but I do feel the box standard way that things have looked have always been vcr-esque mm-hmm. you know and this looks more um, like a, a big bluetooth speaker or something right yeah uh pc tower you know i've, I've heard them all seen them all mm-hmm. yeah that, that's what it does look like um okay yeah i'm not overly enthralled by the way it looks but let's be totally honest we don't buy our consoles for the right. way they look we buy them because of what they do on the inside the con- Precisely, or the the controller, or brand loyalty, or you know, whatever, whatever. Um, so yeah, I'll go over some some specs here real quick. So it's four times as powerful as the Xbox One X, if you can imagine that. Um, the dimensions are twelve inches high by six inches wide by I think six inches deep. So um, you can look online. There's a few different comparisons to older consoles and stuff. It's not much bigger than the current Xbox One X. Um, let's see, you have the ability to suspend multiple games at once. So you could be paused in one game, just jump into another one, pick up right where you left off without having to, you know, load in the game or anything like that, which is pretty cool. That's amazing. Uh, it's a new controller. It looks like, uh, the D pad is going to be interchangeable, kind of like the elite controller. So you'll have either the cross or you can swap it out for the eight way fighting pad or whatever they call it. Omnidirectional pad. It's a disc. Um, it's going to be slightly smaller than the current Xbox One controller, which I don't know if I like that or not because I've got giant moose paws or hoofs or <laughs> yeah, I don't they know, did say they have. they've changed it ever so slightly, haven't they? Yeah. Um, and now they actually have a dedicated clip or screenshot button, which is good, I guess. It? But I think I'm going to be hitting it a lot on accident because I do it on the PlayStation. So I'm see, I'm worried. This when I saw. And it was highlighted about this uh, share button. It worried me because I've just bought my Elite version 2 and I'm just ever so slightly worried that we're all of a sudden going to see an Elite version 2.5 when this new console drops. Right. Well, I got one coming, so don't burst my bubble bear. But <laughs> yeah, I got a good I'd, deal I'm... on it. I, I took advantage of the Costco deal, so I only paid 160 for it. Oh, brilliant. And then if I sell my other one, that it'll be a decent deal for me. But I'm a softie, and I'll probably end up giving it to my nephew. So, no, doesn't cost me any money at this point, right? Exactly. Well, I mean, if you didn't physically purchase it, of course it doesn't. Right. You know, after that money's spent, it's gone, and you know, you got to just not worry about it. It's dead money at this point. So. Yeah. <laughs> That about wraps it up for the uh, Game Awards. If there's anything we missed, um, go check them out. Check out the show on YouTube. Check out any sort of reviews um, on any of your favorite websites. There's plenty of places to find all the important stuff from the Game Awards without having to sit through it. So that's what I would suggest doing. Just look up you know, your favorite uh, blogger. They'll have a, a, a great synopsis for you. Yep. 
Um, right, so I saw today mm-hmm. that Outer Worlds is getting story DLC in 2020. Right, I saw that too, but <laughs> there's nothing else out there. That's all it says, right? <laughs> yeah, so there was a tweet from Obsidian yeah. um, saying thank you about uh, nominating and pushing uh, Outer Worlds in the uh, Video Game Awards. Mm-hmm. And I think they it kind of went like, thank you for doing this. And just to let you know, your your journey hasn't ended. Right. There'll be some DLC coming uh, 2020. And that's about it. Right. And they it, said story. It, what did they say? Story DLC. So they're going to continue story DL- the story. Yeah. Um, yeah so that, that's going to be for the, you know those who <sighs> complained is the wrong word. Uh, were slightly disappointed that it wasn't, wasn't long any enough. longer. It seems like you're going to be getting your DLC, and um, but how you're going to soon be... do they have to release this stuff for people to be, you know, in tune and wanting to play it? Because I think well, if they wait till even summer, it's going to be too late. Yeah, I think isn't there? I'm sure they've got a format where it's the game releases. I think it's three months after the game mm. releases. They then do the DLC, and then it's either three or six months or something daft like that, and that's how they how some companies constantly keep you on that cycle. So if you're looking at Borderlands, for instance, Borderlands released when? Was it October or November? Yeah, yeah, early October. Early October. So you're getting some DLC this week, I want to say. Their second portion of DLC, right? The second, yeah, second paid DLC, I should say. Right. So there, there is some sort of format that, that companies use to keep you constantly in that kind of cycle. Right. Um, you got to keep people engaged or they will find something else to keep them engaged. Precisely. Um, and then it's that slow way up of whether you shoot early to make people pay or you just delay it ever so slightly. Right. But anyway, we'll, we'll see how that gets on. Yes, and sir. We'll see how good this, the DLC will be. Alrighty. Okay, so Scuff and Corsairs have merged. That's right. The uh, gaming accessory world has just gotten a little bit smaller. Uh, Corsair just acqu- acquired Scuff, so that add them to their list of uh, companies they've eaten up. Scor- Corsair now owns Scuff, Elgato, and Origin. So getting quite a little uh, assortment of companies there under their belt. They are. They're doing quite well, because I do enjoy the fact that both each cross promote and say well if you're looking for keyboards go to these guys Mm -hmm. and mouses and also when you're streaming come see us at el gato and yeah well i got a brand new corsair keyboard for my uh my birthday and i've got zero complaints so far all the colors it's so pretty bear is it how does the clickety click go there's no clickety click i didn't want a mechanical one oh you didn't want a clickety click so i just got a regular gaming keyboard Okay. Clickly click, clickly clack. Right. Alrighty. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Um from small Star Wars, Fortnite. So Fortnite again has plowed money into some company. Yeah. They did. And they've got some Star Wars. Not just some company. The Disney company bear. <laughs> they own the world. <laughs> Fortnite carry on, I don't know. <laughs> right. So, um now you can use lightsabers and blast rifles in Fortnite. Um, there was an event last weekend that uh, was kind of like a cinematic event. It had some information about the movie in it. I still need to catch up on all the information that was divulged, but apparently J.J. Abrams made an appearance in the game. Oh, blimey. Yeah, and uh, there's new character skins also to uh, celebrate the new movie coming out. So you can be Rey, Finn, the Sith Trooper, Kylo Ren found by Dana Miners. All this information. There's also a new glider skin. It's the First Order Tie Fighter, and I believe that if you were in on watching the the live, um, the live thing no, happened last weekend. Cinematic trailer thing. Yeah, you got that that new glider. So I'm not sure how you can get it now. Probably just pay money because that's how those things work. Yeah. But uh, so Star Wars is in Fortnite. Not sure for how long because they only usually let these things go for about a week or two and then they pull them right out but yeah it's it all seems to tie in with the movie release yeah this week doesn't it some, it's, something um, happened where a tie fighter like crashed into the land and then a bunch of uh 
um, stormtroopers jumped out and they were fighting and then Ray and Finn came like running down the the hill. <laughs> I don't know. It's all on YouTube. You can catch it there. I suggest you do because, you know, these Fortnite events are definitely a new thing in gaming and it's, I think it's a new, a, you know, it's, it's a, a new era, not a new era, but a new untapped source of well, entertainment. You know what I mean? Because they've had live concerts perfect... at Fortnite. They've had all sorts of like live in-game events that have nothing to do with the gameplay. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like a perfect way of, not monetizing is the wrong word, merchandising or right. promoting that specific thing. So because Fortnite is for the kids right. as such, um, you know, you've now pushed a load of kids to think potentially, oh, I want to go see Star Wars. It, it, the way... Fortnite and the partners they work with have monopolized and kind of pushed this concurrent marketing trend is unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. That's you know they they've got great guys in marketing, they've got great guys in creative that just keep coming up with more and more and more stuff and whoever does their licensing stuff, you know, that guy needs a race too cuz he seems to get you know, at the beginning of the NFL season, they had a bunch of NFL stuff. At the beginning of Star Wars, they had a bunch of Star Wars stuff. It seems like any any major event that's going on, Fortnite is tapped into it. Yeah. So, if if all these other games as a service could just follow suit, you know what I mean? I don't. <laughs> that people would still complain about something, but it'd be something new, right? Oh, but exactly, new content is always good. It's always fun. Yeah. So I think that's it for uh, the news this week, Bear. Well, I, I'm sure there it were is. there was more news because it was a giant news week, being Video Game Awards week. But uh, that's all the uh, stamina I had to research stories. <laughs> that's fine. But we have now got new games out this week. Yes, sir. And some Game Pass games. Is it games so, or is it game? Okay, it's game. <laughs> it's game. But allegedly, it's the game. So, Untitled Goose Game is coming to PlayStation and Xbox on the 17th of December. That's so today, Bear. Today. Congratulations. Go download it. That's right. Um, so, yeah, that's out. I Go see what the what all the quacks and things are all about. Honks and no quacks, idea. right? See what everybody's honking yeah. about. Honker, honker. Um <laughs> And then I'm going to move over to Game Pass. So, new games out in Game Pass this week. You've got Overcooked 2. You've got Pro Evolution Soccer 2020. You have Metro Last Light Redux for the PC. The Division. I believe that's the Division 2. The first well. one. The, Is it just the... Okay. Uh, let me just... No, it might be the first keep one. Going. Let me I'll double look it check. Up. I'll look it up. I'm sure you it's just the... Keep going. No, no. It is the first one. Okay. Um, Human Flat... Human fall flat, flat, even. Yep. Yeah, on the PC, that is out. We have Planetfall on the PC, and then you have Pathological 2, and that's on the Xbox and PC. And those are all out either now or they would have been all out as of uh, kind of the beginning part of the week. Right. Yeah, everything should be out as when the podcast was, uh, when we dropped the podcast. So. We yeah. should be good. Um, it's not a whole lot as far as new games because it's the end of the year and people are just trying to collect money at this point. Yeah, I, t- I think um, I think if you want some like a a plethora of games, it's always on the Switch and it, that's always some obscure, strange game that's out. Oh yeah, um, eShop always has huge sales on something. If there's yeah. a game in the eShop that you want that's not a Nintendo title, it'll be on sale next week if it's not on sale this week. So. Uh, I believe someone was giving away games as well for 12 days. And oh, I yeah, that's right. I of the company. Um, oh, that was there we go. Because I actually went in there today and uh, to get my free game, and Hades was on sale. So look forward to hearing about that game next week. No. Fantastic. Um, that is it, isn't it, Moose? Yeah. Have I, we uh, I think, managed to wrap this show up? I think we did it, Bear. Stick a bow in it. Yes, sir. So... Um, as always, rate us on Apple iTunes, please. It really helps us get up the charts um, as far as um, podcasts go. More people see us, more people join our community, more fun we have. So rate us on iTunes. If you want to keep up with us on all the day-to-day basis, come hang out in our Discord. We're all there, and we'd love to be. Well, we would love for you to be there too. Discord is definitely the best place to follow all things Cross Atlantic Gaming. 
If you'd like to support the show with your hard-earned money, head over to patreon.com slash cagpodcast. Shout out to our top-tier contributor again. It's chaotic. Thanks a lot, buddy. We really appreciate it. We've got uh, new free content and weekly posts from guests and hosts. Uh, we're kind of taking a little break from that at the end of the year here since you know we're all overwhelmed with holidays and family and all sorts of stuff. But there'll and be new stuff. Presents. Exactly. So there'll be some new stuff coming up uh, at the beginning of the next year, so look forward to that. Uh, we also have a merch store with some awesome cross-Atlantic gaming gear if you need some last-minute gifts. Uh, it's probably not going to make it at this point, but uh, a gift in January. Who wants, you know, what's better than that? Yeah. After you think you've gotten everything, something shows up and you're like, yes! So This sweet hoodie. That's right. Sweet. If you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas, order yourself a hoodie. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you can find... Um, all that stuff. It's a uh, bear. What is the the store? Spreadshirts. Spreadshirts. There it you is go. Spreadshirts. So I can't give you the rest, but the links are in the description. That's right. Links are in our description. Um, if you'd like to stay up with Cross Atlantic Gaming, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CAG Podcast. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, you can reach out to us at cagpodcast at gmail.com. Always remember, we do have a monthly mailbag. You can submit your questions to the email as well as the question portion of our Discord. Uh, thank you for tuning in this week's episode of Cross Atlantic Gaming. We'll catch you next week. Wait, before I do that, Bear, where do people find you? Oh, I am Chocolate Bear 80 everywhere. And I am Moosenstein8314 all places. Now, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Cross Atlantic Gaming. We'll catch you guys next week for an all-new episode. See ya. Later. happens if you eat too many christmas decorations oh you get tinselitis <laughs> you nailed it are we on the same page yes <laughs> no we're not okay so i cut down a christmas tree today my wife asked me what uh what i was going to put oh for f- let me start that one again okay i cut down a christmas tree today my wife asked me if i was going to put it up by myself i said of course or not i was going to put it up in the living room Oh my god. Jesus. If I read that properly it would have been funny. Why is it so cold at Christmas? I don't know. Because it's in December. Oh jeez. Should have <laughs> known that. Should have known that one. Uh, uh why did Dwayne Johnson's downstairs neighbour recognise him? Why? Because he's been living under a rock. Oh Jesus Bear. That's not yeah, even Christmas. Alright, here's the last one. What's the best thing to give your parents for Christmas? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> A list of everything you want. Ah. Uh, <laughs> and that's the yes. end of the show.